Designed by Wingnut Social is brought to you by Wingnut Social, the leading interior design and home pro digital marketing agency. We know it works so you don't have to. Learn more at wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey kids, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, interior decorator, Darla Jethro Powell. And today's guest, Kara Steinman, is going to tell us how to generate authentic connections and get referrals with people who align with your core values with her rad framework, direct from the 80s. It's rad, totally tubular and rad, dude. All right. But before I get into my conversation with Kara, you all know the drill. Kara Steinman is the founder of the Ravel Collective and the host of the Ravel Radio podcast. Kara is dedicated to helping purpose-driven women service entrepreneurs build strategic networks that lead to referrals, collaboration, visibility, and fun. She works with female founders to connect and grow through authentic connection strategies and private membership communities. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Kara Steinman to the show. Hey there, Kara Steinman. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? Thanks, Darla. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Oh, well, it's great that you're great. I am also great. We're recording this in Thanksgiving week, so I'm ready to pig out. How about you? I just had a really big breakfast, so that doesn't sound really great, particularly in this moment. I'm regretting my breakfast a little bit, but this is yes, eventually I'm looking forward to eating again. This is not the week to do that. I know. I should be starving myself, but I can't help it. I know. For some s- reason, this is the week I picked to start working out again. Oh, I'm like seriously right in that boat. I'm trying to cut grains out. And it's like, why did I pick this week to start cutting grains out? It's a bad Same. idea. Same. I did that too. I said, you know what? Because I'm getting older and I'm like, I want to be healthier. So let me start doing that Thanksgiving week. (laughs) Yeah. Really great timing. Okay, Kara. So today we're talking about creating connection, right? And our topic for the day is, quote unquote, if you're watching our YouTube channel designed by Wingnut Social, you can see me doing my air quotes. Well worth the money, I think. And creating connection differently. It's free. Um, So let's Dive in. Tell me a little bit about your expertise and your experience in creating successful networking for female entrepreneurs, which is the focus of this. But I'm sure men can probably take something from this too, right? Absolutely. I think it's all the same principles. The reason I focus on women entrepreneurs is because we are a little bit boxed into this patriarchy thing where we get pitted against each other and we're always looking at each other's competition and that's not good for connection. So part of my philosophy around networking is beginning with understanding yourself and knowing who you are, because that lends a lot of confidence to how you how you interact with people. And it really kind of eliminates any idea that someone is competition. So it lets you get get connected with people more easily. But yes, men can use it, too. And I recommend they do. We're not, we're not excluding you because we no. do have men who listen to the show. So you can have takeaways. You don't have to dress up and you don't have to <laughs> put on a wig. Totally. You can, ta- you can have total take unless you want to. And I mean, you know, hey. While you're no saying one? that, just mm-hmm. while you're mentioning that, I know we were going to talk about niching and like why it's okay to actually niche. Okay. I don't, yes. It's not that I don't work with men occasionally too. And like my favorite three people in the world are men. I, my husband, my son, and my dad, like amazing Aww. people. I choose to focus my efforts on helping women because that's who I want to see succeed more than anything else. They need, they need to to be lifted up and that's what I want to do. And so I, I will help men. It's just, that's not what I'm leading with. 
I mean, mostly the same, right? I mean, obviously, I'm a woman, you're a woman, right? And then we're business owners. So the, it, it resonates with us on a personal level and a professional level. And there's a lot of meaning behind that. I, I would say probably 85% of Wingnut clients are female-owned businesses. So I think that that's, that's a thing for sure. And I love it as well. I will say we have a bit of an advantage too, evolutionarily speaking. Because oh. you, know, you know, fight, flight, fear, and fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, the four, you know, uh, what do they call them? Trauma responses or right. <laughs> fight or flight. There's a fifth one that predominantly women ex- exhibit and it's called um, tend and befriend. And so when we feel stress, like think during COVID or any kind of situation where you're not sure what's happening, we kind of tend to reach out to people that we trust in our community mm. instead of, you know, fighting back. We say, are you okay? How are, how are we doing? Can I help you? So mm-hmm. we're good at that. And what is that one called again? Tend and befriend. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. That is a first. I have not heard that uh, before. Yeah. Not super, not been popularized really, but it's a fifth one that they (laughs) discovered. I want to say like not that long ago, 2019, maybe 2010. I don't know. I'm probably wrong about that. But anyway, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely there. And the only reason we don't use it is if we feel threatened by another woman. Otherwise we will reach out and tend to befriend. Okay. When you told me there was a fifth F word, I got a little nervous. So, well, <laughs> as it should be. That's another show, folks. Okay. So let's talk about, you've created something called the RAD framework for generating referrals. So we'll dig into that and we'll talk about, we will get to niching, but tell me a little bit about the thinking behind that. And that RAD is an acronym, I'm assuming, R-A-D. Yeah. Okay. Also, I'm a child of the 80s, so I do use the word rad a lot, and it just felt <laughs> right. But um, same. Also, it's a little bit radical to prioritize relationships, like relation being re- relational intentionally over being transactional is a little bit radical in corporate America and in business. We don't think relationships first. We think what is you know a lot of people come into networking thinking what can I get out of this mm-hmm. rather than how can I serve, how can I be of um, of use here. And so the RAD framework, the acronym is RAD. R is for remember who you are, because mm-hmm. as women, we get a lot, we get removed from a lot of our strengths, um, just from conditioning and growing up. And we tend to look outside of ourselves for to see what we should do instead of really taking a good look and like radical self-awareness and saying, what are we good at? What are we really mm-hmm. good at? Not what could we do? Because we can do anything, really. That's true. And then the A is for alignment. We're not this whole networking thing shouldn't be a numbers game. It should be very strategic. And we want to, once we know who we are, we remember that we want to align with the right people. And that's, there's a totally easy way to do that. And then the D is for deepen, because if you just go around connecting with people all the time, you're not taking it to that next level where someone has actually invested in your success enough Mm -hmm. that they would stop what they're doing in their busy life and make an email introduction or recommend you to somebody. So the deepening is an important part too. So rad. Uh, yeah. Briefly again, R is what now? Remember who you are. A. Is remember, align, and deepen. Remember, align, and deepen. Okay, yeah. so I have a question for you. This is going to go, this might go off the rails a little bit, but it's a it. kind of a spiritual, philosophical, and meaningful question. And I, I do truly believe in making those connections and giving and and being there for the person and networking. So and this is this might be a little bit of a tricky question, but I'm people are thinking this, I'm sure. If you're doing this from a place of giving and providing and, and being there as a service, does it just end there and you open up those possibilities for people to do business with you as a result of that? Or are you strategically doing that to get the business? 
Do you know what I'm saying? Very so it, way it, to word that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me how that breaks down. So the way I think about it is I'm only reaching out to connect and align with people who share my core values and ideally want to see the same change in the world that I want to see. So when I want to see them win, it's because I know they're good at what they do. I know Mm -hmm. what they're doing is in service of what I want to see change in the world. And then on the, on the very last little tip of that is just behavioral science. Reciprocity breeds more reciprocity. So if Mm -hmm. I'm reaching out and I'm giving something and I'm helping them, they're going to feel like they want to do something to help me back. Mm -hmm. And that sounds maybe manipulative, but it's really not because if you're coming from a place of genuine generosity, then you just want to see that person win and you can walk away and you're not keeping tally, you know? Okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of us struggle with that, you know, a bit is that we want to give and we want to tend and befriend, but doing it with that, maybe that back end goal of having the universe or having that person do the reciprocity piece. I think we struggle with that a little bit. I think there's a little bit of guilt behind that in our intention at the front end. Does that make sense to you? Or am I just yeah, totally I, overthinking? No, I, I think we're, as my son would say, it's not that deep. Like <laughs> if, <laughs> if you like your spouse or your child mm-hmm. or your best friend, somebody who you really respect and are invested in them having a good life or being successful, right? Are you sitting there thinking, well, I did this for you last week. Now, what are you going to do for me this week? And as human beings, our brains want things to be even. So mm-hmm. here's a great example. There's a gal in Texas who's in the Ravel Collective, my networking community. And about four months ago, she sent a simple email introduction, introducing me to somebody in her network who she thought I should know. And I love it when people do that and say, I don't even know why you guys should know each other. I just have a feeling like that's just sometimes that's enough. Right. And she turned out to be someone who lives 30 minutes from me in California, which she didn't know when she did the introduction. And she's part of two different parts of my community. Now we're going to New York next week for a conference together. We had lunch yesterday. She's just turned out to be this most, the most incredible person and connection. And I cannot stop thinking about what can I do for Danielle? How can I repay her for this kindness that she didn't even know was going to be such a big deal? Right. So I, I love that. That's synchronicity too. Yeah. That she lives so close, closefully. Close. I, you know, you want to talk spirituality. <laughs> I, just created, closefully. I created a I word, like closefully. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's use it. <laughs> Are you an interior designer looking to expand your reach and attract more clients? Well, we've got just the solution for you. Wingnut Social is the leading social media marketing agency designed exclusively for interior designers. Picture this, your stunning designs showcased to a vast online audience, generating buzz and capturing the attention of potential clients. With Wingnut Social, you can transform your social media presence into a powerful marketing tool. Wingnut Social understands the unique challenges faced by interior designers when it comes to social media marketing. That's why they've created a comprehensive strategy tailored specifically to your needs. With Wingnut Social, you'll have access to expertly crafted content strategies, custom tailored for the interior design industry. Say goodbye to those days of staring blankly at your screen, wondering what to post next. Wingnut Social takes care of that for you, ensuring your posts are engaging, relevant, and captivating. 
But it doesn't stop there. Wingnut Social also provides in-depth analytics, allowing you to track the performance of your social media campaigns. Discover which posts are resonating with your audience, identify new trends, and make data-driven decisions to maximize your marketing efforts. And the best part? Wingnut Social offers personalized coaching and support. Our team of social media experts will guide you every step of the way, sharing insider tips and tricks to elevate your brand and increase your online visibility. So why wait? Take your interior design business to new heights with Wingnut Social. Visit wingnutsocial.com today to learn more. Wingnut Social, where stunning designs meet social media success. The universe, I just think the universe is going to bring you who you need to know also. So if you're open and you're doing good things and you know, you know, you know what you want, it's, it's going to come to you. The right people will come to you. All right. So let's talk about now the niching piece, right? So as interior designers, architects, home furnishings manufacturers, it makes sense that we're going to reach out and connect with people in that same milieu, genre, niche, vertical, what have you. Are, Are we getting a little bit more specific than that? Walk us through it. I look at core values and like personality and temperament. You can tell a lot by somebody's language, the language they use, say, if they're being interviewed on a podcast, like, what do they care about? What are this, what's in the background of their, their videos? Like you can tell I care about books. A lot of people who care about books and I tend to be drawn to one another because we're loves because books, (laughs) but, um, you can like the language someone uses on their website. If they talked, if they're talking about, um, you know, connection and quality of life and, you know, those sorts of things, it's likely that they're prioritizing maybe happiness and freedom or something like that over success and money. But if they're mm-hmm. talking about profits and, you know, bottom line and stuff like that, that's a totally different driving force behind what they want, to, what they want their business to accomplish. And so if you, right. aside from just the strategic part, like, yes, we share an ideal client, not everybody who shares your ideal client is going to be a great referral partner because we have to go deeper in these relationships and it shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't be like, oh, I got to connect with these five people today and hope they do something for me. It mm. should be like, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so. I want to talk to them, see how they're, how are they doing genuinely? And that's where the core values and the personality and the actual, like, what do we have in common here? How can we, how can we bond? It's funny that you say that because your background, and again, if you're watching us on our YouTube channel, you can see Kara's background. You do have books. You have a library back there. If you're looking at my background, <laughs> I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. I have like a whole thing it's behind blurry. me. That's, it is blurry. Oh, well, I don't know. Can you see? Ah. <laughs> it's blurry on purpose. Um, <clears throat> and I have actually had interior designers who have come to me to work with us with Wingnut who are totally into Star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it worked out. I have one interior designer. I don't want to say her name because I don't know if that is something that she's still doing. I think it probably is. Who wanted to create spaces for game rooms and man caves and stuff who came to us just because of my background. That's a great she, niche. Yeah, it was a, it was a terrific niche. It, it really, really was. I love it. Okay. So, and that makes, that makes total sense. I've had collaboration conversations with people who I thought, oh, this, this would be a really good thing, but it just didn't turn out to be the best fit. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel... Like there was that connection there. So I knew in my gut that maybe, you know, I had to go a different direction. So I do think that that's, that's important because it, I think if you make connections or referrals or if you're working with someone who doesn't really align or jive with what it is that you're putting out there or want to receive, it's going to be more of a chore than totally. it is, right? Than a pleasure. But those you, aren't you, a lost cause either. Um, okay. A lot of times if somebody I connect with doesn't turn out to be like one of those core 10 to 15 people who really trade referrals and 
have that deep relationship with me, that doesn't mean that I might not introduce them to somebody down the road who is not quite a great fit for the same reason, maybe, or something like maybe they are more aligned with somebody I meet in the future who's not aligned with me so much, but might be aligned with them. Brilliant. So yeah, yeah, you're 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 leaving nothing on the table. I love that. That's smart thinking. And it's still within that framework of giving and being a service to somebody, regardless of whether or not you and them are a hundred percent jive. Okay. So you are, um, we were talking in the green room that you use LinkedIn a lot to create and establish these connections. And that is something that we don't talk about a lot on the podcast because generally Instagram is the number one source of revenue, right? Revenue for interior designers. But I think a lot of interior designers and home pros leave LinkedIn out and they shouldn't. Right. So tell us about your process on building these referrals using the core values that you're, you've been talking about with LinkedIn. There's so much content on there that you can use to leverage like your process of understanding who this person is. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to connect directly with someone, even if there's somebody who might be busy or a little bit like untouchable because they have a staff or maybe they're, um, you know, they're busy and they're not just going to respond to any DM that comes through. Because <clears throat> I think that's yeah. why a lot of people shy away from from LinkedIn is because number one, they're thinking, oh, great, one more one more platform I have to create content for or post on. Like this mm. is more work, right? And yeah. then also when you get on the platform and you start thinking about connecting directly with people, you don't, nobody wants to be one of those, most people don't want to be one of those people <laughs> who come into the DMs and get accused of being salesy because we don't, we don't want to be that person, right? Ideally. Yeah. I but, loathe that. Yeah, I have so I many too. DMs daily and I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. It, it's really, it's rude. It's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I block anybody who does that to me immediately. I'm not even Same. messing around with those people, but <laughs> it, there's a way to do it very authentic. Like if you see someone's work or you hear them on a podcast and you want to connect with them just because you like what they do, which is the easiest place to start, not even thinking like, what can they do for me? But just thinking, Hey, this is a person in my space or a person that I like what they're doing. Do you know how easy it is? It's such a gift to reach out to someone and say, I like what you're doing. You're doing something interesting because attention is so scarce. If somebody notices you and they take the time to reach out in the DMs and say, hey, I heard your podcast or I saw some photos of you in a magazine the other day with the work that you did. And I got to say, I just love it. It was so creative or so beautiful. Um, I would love to connect. As simple as that. And then you start this dialogue and maybe it goes nowhere. But a lot of times it goes somewhere and people want to meet somebody who thinks they're interesting. I love that. And as a recipient of these DMs, the one out of a million that I get that are just like that, I'm flattered. Of course, everybody has a little bit of an ego and we like to be recognized for the work that we do. I love to see that this isn't just going out to dead on dead air. You know, the people are really appreciating the podcast or the work that we do. And if they leave it at that and it's not salesy, yeah, I'll connect with you. I will. And then you can nurture that relationship down the road. I love that. That's a brilliant idea. So, How can interior designers utilize this? Because at the end of the day, they want to build their business. They want clients. They want to build those connections. How does that translate to growing their firms? Well, I think you'd want to think about who else, who your ideal client is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So like, give me an example of an ideal client for like, what's a good niche for an interior designer? Well, some interior designers, let's say they specialize in uh, white collar professionals, let's say lawyers, lawyers who are very busy that have two kids and have no time to design their house. Okay. So in that case, I would maybe start thinking about who else serves lawyers. So maybe Mm -hmm. 
you would want to talk to business coaches for lawyers or CFOs for lawyers. Mm-hmm. And you would be looking to see, like, listen to them on podcasts and see what they, what advice do they have for your ideal client? Cause in a way you're collecting information that could be useful to your ideal clients. This is a service to your clients. You're you, if you have the ability to connect them with people who can also help them and they don't have to go search the yellow pages, that's, that's a gift also. So you're serving a client, but then you get to connect with these people and say, Hey, we have the same ideal audience. Um, I would love to connect and see if we have anything in common. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so we're not reaching out to the lawyers directly. Nope. This is kind of like a little sideways. Yeah. I think it's a big, <laughs> a big kind of mistake that people think when they come into LinkedIn thinking, because mm-hmm. maybe if you're on Instagram, you want to reach your clients. Maybe that's what you're doing. But LinkedIn is a networking platform. And I know they're so they're all social networks, but especially on LinkedIn, people don't want to be sold to. They're there mm-hmm. to make connections and network. And it's not just because you want to network to get a job. People on there are there are lots and lots of business owners on owners on there who target your same ideal client and they want referrals, too. And they want to build a network around who their ideal client is. And if they like I already I know a couple of CFOs for attorneys and accountants and coaches um, mm-hmm. for attorneys. Yeah. So, yeah, you did. you did. So, you know, you you just reach out to them, too. And even just having the same ideal client in common mm-hmm. gives you something that you can then bond with them around. You, you know the same things. I love that. That's a fresh take that we have not heard on the show before. So I really do appreciate that a, a lot. So let's talk about the fair, the fear, the fair. <laughs> let's all go to the fair. <laughs> let's talk about the fear of narrowing to your ideal client. Because again, and this is something we get a time and time again, interior designers and home pros are nervous about really laser focusing on an ideal client because they're afraid they're leaving money on the table. Mm. Uh, I would say it's a lot easier to get referrals if somebody knows who you help. And Mm. that's not, and I I know everybody knows this because we've all heard it. That doesn't mean you can't serve other people. The more, the better you know somebody, the less niche you have to be. So if you have a whole network of people who know you really well and serve your ideal clients, they're also going to know if you will serve other clients. Like if you also want to work with podcasters, but you target attorneys, it just makes it so much easier for everybody to understand, oh, I know somebody who serves attorneys. Like Mm. I just told you, I had like a handful of people come to mind when you said that. Because I know that they serve attorneys. So besides LinkedIn, what are some other places for interior designers or home pros to you know, practice this rad formula? I mean, social media is a great place because you can easily connect with people, right? But mm-hmm. I can, I've reached out to people just on their website. If you Google, we'll, we'll go back to the interior designers for attorneys thing. Uh, Google interior, Google fractional CFO for attorneys or mm-hmm. uh, business coach for attorneys. And you can look at those people and it's not like you're going to make a list and reach out to every one of them, but maybe if they have a podcast, listen to it, see what their guests, who are their guests? Cause they're networking with the same kind of people you probably want to network and their podcast serves attorneys. So anyone who's on their podcast probably serves attorneys in some way also. So you can, <laughs> there's like a, just a really giant cache of people that you can find by going down that rabbit hole and kind of just connecting the dots. And then just, you can reach out right on their website and say, Hey, I heard your podcast. If they're not on LinkedIn or something, Mm -hmm. heard your podcast. It's fantastic. I'd love to connect. I love that. A lot of, like I said, a lot of interior designers aren't on LinkedIn because they don't realize the value. And if your clients are professionals, I mean, guys, that's where, that's where there's a lot of them there. But I think with the biggest, um, 
barrier to entry on LinkedIn for us is that LinkedIn is ugly. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it get is it. ugly. And Instagram is so beautiful. I don't so, spend a lot of time on LinkedIn hanging out. Mm-hmm. I don't scroll a lot. I follow the people. Uh, I click the bell and follow the people that I want to be exposed to so that I can see their stuff and like it and comment and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I go on there and just join in the conversations or connect with people and then get out. So. so aside from from hitting them up in the DMs, you're going and you're following their what their mm-hmm. posts, their yeah. content. Are you also creating content that resonates with Mostly them? my VAs just share the Ravel Radio podcasts and any okay. podcasts that I'm on because I do have an audience on there. But sure. I, I don't spend a lot of time creating. I'm not a creator in that way. The content that I create mm-hmm. mostly goes inside of my online community because that's the community that I really want to provide mm-hmm. value to. So you're just going in there, commenting, giving support and staying top of mind. I love it. I'm using it as a place that a lot of people are hanging out and are Mm -hmm. easy to get to. I love it. Kara, is there anything that we've forgotten to talk about with regard to the subject that you want to tell the audience before we get into the fire round? No, I can't think so. We we did a great job. (laughs) We did. High five. (laughs) High five. Go team. (laughs) All righty. Now I have to ask you, are you ready for the what up wingnut round? I hope so. This kind of thing makes me so nervous for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Okay, I did think about this one. I'd say Mm -hmm. different on purpose. Ah, that's a new one. We haven't had that. I like that. That's very nice. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food. What is it? I want to say something healthy, but the truth is it's ketchup chips. Those are so good. I know. Lays, right? Old Dutch. Old Dutch. Okay. I haven't tried that. I don't think I've seen them here. I'm in Southern Maryland. I'll have to. They used to come in a box. I lived in Canada for a little while when I was a kid and they used to come in a box with two bags and they were just, oh my God, so good. We just tried some Lay's. I was in Montana last week and we tried some Lay's ketchup chips and those weren't, those didn't suck. Those were pretty good. I haven't found them outside of Canada. I didn't realize the East Coast was popping off with the ketchup chips. Yeah. Well, they were in Montana. I don't know if they're here. Montana. I guess that's central, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I guess I so. I don't know. My geography is not very good. <laughs> I got a D in geography. That's... All right. <laughs> and last but not least, please recommend a book that's impacted you either personally or professionally. I really enjoyed Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. Love. She talked a lot about core values in a section of that book, and it was really impactful to me to help understand that that's driving how I behave. And it helped me kind of consider what other people's core values are, because that helps predict their behavior also. You can't go wrong with Brene Brown. She know, is, right? she's brilliant. She's, she's so, so good. good. Yeah. She's so confident and standing in her space. And funny. And, and funny. Yeah. <laughs> she is really funny. I love her. All right, Kara Stein, please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and more about your podcast and we will call it a day. Well, not shockingly, you can reach me on LinkedIn. It, I'm very easy to find. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of Kara Steinmans out there. And um, on RavelCollective.com, the website, um, and we've got a free offer there. It's called Non-Ick Networking Playbook that you can find. It's a download and it's really good, I have to say. so. I love that. The Non-Ick Networking and it's Playbook. focused mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. So go All right. That and that's Kara, C-A-R-A, folks. Kara Steinman. All right, Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, kids, don't forget LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I know, I hear it. Oh my God, it's such a pain in the... I swear to you, I I know. I get, I don't know, 20 DMs of people saying, hey, can we connect? I have this thing to sell you. Hey, um, here's this bullshit connection that we have. Do you want to buy this thing? So they kind of have half right, right? But the... 
DMs that do come in, they're like, I just wanted to let you know that your podcast has been helpful or this thing that I heard you on or, or whatever that is and the end, right? Something that is sincere or complimentary or just letting you know, hey, we appreciate the shit you're doing. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to hear. And I will definitely connect with those people. And you don't follow that up with, okay, now do you want to buy this thing? Just build the relationship. Just who knows? You might just get a friend out of it. I've actually made real life friends that I've gone and visited from social media, from this podcast. And you know what? They've never asked me to buy a thing from them. Have I done business with them? I have. Have they done business with me? Yes, they have. Have we ever been salesy about it? No. So that exists. It does exist, right? And helping people and building those connections. And there's nothing wrong with that. All right. So just something to think about. And I wanted to ask Kara about that ick part, right? And it's so funny that at the end there, she said she has that ick resource on building sales and referrals without the ick factor. I'm paraphrasing here, but you want to make sure that you go and check out karasteinman.com. That's C-A-R-A Steinman, S-T-E-I-N-M-A, two N's, N-N.com, and get that download for her. All right, kids, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. All right, so Kara, today... Yes, I said it right. Sorry. You said it, yes. <laughs> first bloopers, first blooper. We talked about niching and the fear of niching. Niching. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's got a blooper already. All right. So on that note, another, <clears throat> sorry, another blooper. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> on Ravel Radio or Ravel the, um, bleh, another, sorry about this. It's okay. Clearly I've I already done cup three. of coffee today. <laughs> and today's guest Kara Steinman is going to. Kara Steinman is the founder of the Ravel Collective and and host of the Darla Dog Show. Anybody want some dogs? Good boy, Mango.